Hello and welcome back to my uh, podcast channel. Uh, today's episode is pretty cool um, in the fact that it'll be my first ever video podcast. So I just thought I'll introduce my channel again to those who are new. Um, so basically I am the Medic Couch Potato. I run this website, so couchpotato78.fixit.com, as well as a podcast channel to help uh, give advice um, on applying to university in the UK, um, so for medical school, for undergraduate studies and for master's courses. I also uh, have a um, podcast episode on applying to medical school in Poland, um, so do check them out if you're free. Uh, so just a brief introduction, I'm a medical student currently in Poland. I have a bachelor's of uh, science in natural sciences and a master's of science in nutrition both from the UK. Um, so do check out my um, episode, my podcast and my blog as well, which is on my um, website here. So it's, the blogs I've written are in conjunction with the uh, episodes that I uh, released on um, on my pod- various podcast platforms, which I'll uh, mention shortly. Uh, the, the reads are only short read so around one to three minutes long um so if you don't want to listen to me ramble for about 20 plus minutes then i recommend um my blog post so if you want to contact me for any advice um whether that you want to have want to have me read personal statements i'm happy to do so i can also give you advice on applying for medical school in the uk and in poland as well as for any other undergraduate courses in in the UK. So if you want any help for the UK system, I'm happy to signpost you. Uh, I'm also actually a registered nutritionist, uh, so I'm in the process of setting up one-to-one appointments. If you want to get help for any other nutritional um, support, then you can email me instead and we can talk um, um, via email. Um, So yeah. So that's just uh, a brief introduction about my website. My email, by the way, is couchpotato at gmail.com and my website URL is couchpotato I will link it up to these um, podcast channel uh, when I do release this video, so uh, you can contact me uh, through them as well. Uh, so this is just my... Um, Instagram channel. Um, so again, the handle is that medic house potato. Um, you can find all the information that I've released so far on them. So do check them out. I also have Twitter. I'm a bit more active on Twitter than I am on uh, Instagram. So again, you can use it to like contact me if you want to as well. Um, so the platforms that where you can find my um, and my podcast include uh, Amazon Music, uh, Google uh, Podcast, Apple Podcast, That Medic Couch Potato Podcast on Anchor by Spotify, and as well as Spotify. So uh, my channel name is That Medic Couch Potato on all of them, so you can find me on those five platforms. You can also find me on in uh, on uh, YouTube again that medic couch potato and I have all the audio clips that I've done so far um, uploaded on there so do check them out as well. So let's begin with today's episode. So one of my interests outside of medicine is actually in history, and I thought I'd create a new uh, series where I explain. Um, explain like the history of cities that I've visited. So let me just close these tabs so that I don't click on the wrong one. Um, so the first city that we're going to be talking about today in the UK is Chester. Now if I zoom into the map of the UK here, uh, as you can see this is the UK uh, and it's in Europe and it's formed of four countries and a couple of other um, islands as well. So the four countries are Northern Ireland, um, Scotland, so um, all the border here uh, and above is Scotland, uh, England, and then you also have Wales here as well. 
We also have a couple of islands that belong to um, UK. I'll just um, mention the ones that you can see on here. So Isle of Man is one uh, island. And then you also have um, the Orkney Islands, um, the Outer Hebrides, um, and then I think that's Inner Hebrides as well. Um, so I think this is the Lewis and Harris Island. Um, and then you also have the um, Shetland Islands on the top here. I think they're more, the most northerly part of the UK, so very close to uh, Norway. You also have uh, the Isle of Wight, which is here, so near Southampton. Uh, and then you also have Guernsey and Jersey. You also have Gibraltar down here next to um, Spain and Morocco. And you also have um, um, Falkland Islands as well. Um, so very close to Argentina and the Antarctic. So there's just some of the few overseas, overseas territories that belong to the UK. So the first place we're going to be talking about today is Chester. Now Chester, it's a city in the uh, northwest of um, the UK, so it's actually right on the border between England and Wales. So you can actually follow my cursor here that follows the dotted line of the England and Wales border. And part of Chester sits pretty much on the on the um, border. So it is what's known as a cathedral city. So Chester is a cathedral city, which uh, in the UK. Um, the city status in the UK is granted by the monarch of the United Kingdom. Um, so the status for to apply for that it's traditionally given to those towns that have uh, diocesan cathedrals. So it's not an automatic um, status, but it just one of the criteria is that they have a cathedral, and this association between having an specifically an Anglican cathedral. Uh, so the Church of England, that is, um, started uh, in the early 1540s when King Henry VIII um, founded the diocese. So that's uh, eight cathedrals being like in, in cities. Um, so he, I think he wanted to uh, focus more of the Anglican faith in the UK um, so to try and get out of the uh, Catholic and that's that the country we used to be before Henry VIII's uh, divorce with his first wife. Um, so yeah, so that's just a bit about the city status. So um, it's uh, Chester is located in the county town of Cheshire. So Cheshire is the county or the province or the state. Um, and also wide worship if you're based in Poland. Um, so Cheshire is like it's a really nice city. Um, it's it's got a lot of like different different districts, uh, and it has about two thousand three hundred forty-four or so kilometer squared um, area, uh, and has a population around one point one million people. Uh, so it's quite rural, um, and it was used to be known for making agriculture. Uh, produces chemicals as well, uh, Cheshire cheese, salt and silk. So that's like the main income from this particular state back in the day. Um, so back to uh, Chester, so as I said it's a, a county town um, of Cheshire so that just means that it's the most important town or city in in that particular province. So uh, for Cheshire, the county city in this case, is Chester. Um, so it usually means that this is the location where you have administrative or any judicial functions, uh, and it's also the place where the members of the parliament for the local county are elected. Um, so um, Chester is like the main area for that, basically. So initially Chester was founded um, all the way back in 1790 as a castrum or a Roman fort. So castrum uh, is the Latin word uh, for fort, I believe. Um, and the name that was given initially is the Deval Victrix. Uh, and it was found during the uh, Emperor Vespasian's time. 
So Deva Vitrix, or also called Deva, it was a legend, a legionary fortress rather, uh, and town at that time in the Roman province of the UK, which was essentially called Britannia. Uh, Britannia. Um, so the fortress was actually built by the Legio to Adiotrix in the 70s AD. So Legio to Adiotrix means the second legion, uh, the rescuer, and they were the uh, the legion of the Ro Imperial Royal Roman Army. Uh, and they were founded in 1780 uh, by the Emperor Vespasian. Um, so it's mostly like a, a navy sect of the Legion. Um, so the symbol of the Legion was Capricorn and Pegasus. Um, so the fortress, like I said, was built in 70s AD by the Legio Adrix. Uh, and it was built against the uh, Brigantes, who were the ancient Britons that uh, existed before the Pol before the Romans, and they controlled quite a lot of like the north of England um, territory. So their territory was initially called Brigantia. Um, so just a brief introduction about that. Um, so Roman uh, Chester's got a lot of Roman history, and that's the history that I like. That's why I'm talking a lot about the Roman times, uh, because you can find quite a lot of good evidence as it'll go through this on Chester as well, uh, Chester's Roman past. Um, so, um, over the decades that the uh, Romans had control of Chester, it was uh, the Deva was completely rebuilt by the Legio XX Valeria Victris, so that's the 20th victorious. Uh, Valeria Legion. Again, another legion of the Imperial Royal Family, and their uh, legion had a boar as its emblem. Um, so, around the early 3rd century, again, the fortress was rebuilt, uh, and the legion probably remained in the fortress, so this is the XX Valeria Victrix, uh, until the late 4th or early 5th century, and after that it just fell into disuse, basically. So, because the, the Legion was around for a long time, uh, a civilian settlement basically grew around this area, so that's called the Canabae. Um, and Chester's Roman Amphitheatre was also built, and it's one of the um, uh, largest known military amphitheatre in Britain. Um, so if you just um, try and find the amphitheater, so this again is the main city area of Chester. Uh, if I was to zoom in here, you can find quite a few different areas of Chester. So the first thing we're going to look at is the Chester Roman uh, amphitheater. Um, so it's a Roman um, amphitheater. Let me do a street view uh, so you can see a bit of uh, man, a bit of the uh, fort from um, this view, street view. Um, so this is what remains of the fort. So uh, as you can see, it's kind of in the middle. It's surrounded by the road on one side. So um, so the ruins are. It's actually a stone ruin, as you can see, kind of here, stones here, um, and um, it's only like the northern half of the structure that you can still find. Um, the southern half is still um, surrounded by buildings, which um, you can see here, and it, they are listed, which means that um, they have... Uh, so anything in the UK that's listed, means that those properties or uh, monuments have special status so means that any renovation that needs to be done has to go through like a special planning permission to that uh, whoever does the planning permission in that local local council um so at the minute the amphitheater is the largest um uh, one that's been uncovered in britain uh, obviously it doesn't look like much in comparison to the amphitheaters you find in uh, in Italy or in Greece, but this for so far is like uh, a pretty pretty uh, 
good uh, size for the UK. Um, so I, I believe um, if it'll be used for like military training and drills, uh, and also like all the evidence that have been excavated so far found that um, the something that was also used for cockfighting, uh, ball baiting, and combat sports, including classical boxing, wrestling, and obviously the most important one, gladiator gladiatorial combat. Um, so. Even though it was in use for most of Roman occupation of Britain, after about 1350, uh, the year 1350, it fell into disuse and was only rediscovered in 1929. Um, this is when one of the walls, I believe, was discovered during construction work. So between 2000 and, 2000 and 2006, uh, con uh, excavations were then done, and uh, what you see now is most of what's been excavated. Um, so the first what amphitheater I think uh, was like a simple structure built by the Legio to Adiatrix when they were briefly posted in Chester. Uh, and then it was rebuilt again um, by the Legio XX Valeria Victrix. Um, so the newer structure and it's all in its glory but I've been around 40 feet that's 12 meters high uh, with stone walls uh, and around 320 feet so that's 98 meters along like the axis um, by 286 feet it's seven meters along the, like, uh, the axis as well um, so there's also a shrine uh, that's dedicated to goddess nemesis who is the Roman goddess of retribution and it uh, by the north entrance, so if I can, I don't think you can see it from this angle. Um, it'll be, I think, somewhere here. So at one point, um, the amphitheater could easily seat around 8,000 people, and you know, around that area, there's like a lot of dungeons and food stands and stables there to support the contest as well. Um, so yeah, so it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, so that's just like um, a straight view of the amphitheater. Uh, at the minute you can actually enter the amphitheater. Uh, it is free entry and it is possible to enter as well. Uh, so you can see a side entrance through here. Uh, and people still do gladiator fights. So there are tour companies in, in Chester. I will point out one of them that does... Um, um, gladiator uh, tour so you will have like a centurion dressed up and he or she will lead uh, you along uh, parts of Roman Chester, tell you more about the history of Roman Chester and um, you have the option to also carry shields and fight out to your heart's content in this um, amphitheater. So it's definitely worth checking out especially since it's actually free to enter. Uh, I believe you do have to pay for the gladiator um, tours though. Uh, sorry, it's, uh, centurion tours. I don't think they're called gladiator tours. Sorry, I'm afraid. Centurion tours. But you can be pretend centurions or gladiators. It's up to you. Um, so yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty cool. So back to uh, back to the history again of um, uh, Rome, Britain. So Chester also actually had a uh, Minerva shrines. Minerva, if you know your history, um, she is the goddess, the great goddess of wisdom. I can't do a street view on this, oh, which is fine. Um, let me just click on this photo. So that's what it looks like. Um, it's um, built on a, a sandstone quarry, uh, and this shrine is the only in situ rock cut Roman shrine in Great Britain. So pretty cool. And the shrine actually um, stands uh, near uh, the root of one of the main Roman roads that led uh, into the city of uh, in the, into the city or into the fortress at that time. Uh, so Minerva she was uh, just like her Greek counterpart uh, but more disciplined and warlike was the goddess of war, knowledge, and craftsmanship. Um, so yeah, so again, 
worth um, worth visiting if you're interested. Um, so yeah, so that's just a bit about the Roman uh, part of uh, Chester. So around 1689, um, we just go back to the mail again. Uh, King Ethelred of Mercia, he founded the Minister Church of West Mercia. So Mercia was like one of the um, kingdoms of England um, back in that time. And it would later become like the, the uh, cathedral, the first cathedral. Um, Chester also is pretty cool in the fact that it actually has uh, city walls. Now this green bits here are city walls. Um, let me see if I can... I think I can. Okay, so if I go back to the Roman um, uh, walls again, um, you can see, if I was to go close to here, um, that these stone walls are actually the city walls. So initially they were built by the Romans, I believe, um, and they were um, then strengthened over time uh, by the um, Angles, so again, like another ethnic group of the UK, um, no ethnic group, sorry, uh, like the Germ one of the Germanic peoples rather who settled in Great Britain after the Romans left, and they found um, the like several kingdoms that formed the Anglo Saxons in England. Um, so um, they built, like, they made sure that the walls uh, remained strengthened in order to fight the Danes. So, um, yeah, so the city walls, it's uh, pretty pretty nice. So their construction, like I said, was started by the Romans between 1780 uh, and BCE. And uh, from around 100 CE, they were made using sandstone, but not completed fully until like 100 years later. Um, so the defense has pretty much improved over time. Uh, and I think eventually completed uh, around the 12th century. Um, so it's been one of those things that have been maintained for a while because it's quite old, um, you know, you, you have to maintain it pretty well. So you can, um, if I was to zoom back out again, you can, uh, so these green dots here are the uh, city walls, you can um, use it to go around quite a lot of Chester as well, uh, around the race course, um, to the universities, to the uh, castle, um, so you can cover quite a lot of, of the um, of the uh, city as well, using the city walls. Oh, let me see if I can get, ah, yes, okay, so you see the city walls on the right here, and the canals as well. Uh, so again, another picture of the city walls. So um, another thing that I just realised I forgot to mention, so once you actually leave the Chester Amphitheatre, you come to the Chester Roman Gardens. So they are, it's free to get in, just like the Amphitheatre, and it stretches out into the River Dee, um, which is one of the rivers that runs through Chester and part of Wales as well. Um, so it has a lot of like uh, old... Um, building fragments from when the Roman legionary had uh, their fortress here in Deva and uh, they also have um, quite a lot of like military buildings and main bath sections as well uh, from from uh, the Roman times so you can see some of the sections here um, so again it's pretty cool let me see if I can do like a um, huh, okay. there you go uh, when it loads up. So this is one part of the uh, row, uh, the garden view so you can see the uh, walls in the distance here um, and you can as you can see you can walk up towards the road there that goes back onto the, um, the uh, amphitheater again and if you go down this way it'll lead you to the river. Uh, now it doesn't quite show what I want to show uh, which is the Roman parts Ah, okay, so this is some of the remains that still exist from the Roman bath. So this structure here on the right is the Roman uh, bath. Um, 
is pretty cool. Let me see if I can find a better picture of him. They also have some mosaics as well on the floor. Um, so these Roman baths, they're the, um, they're the structure that remains from like the Roman baths essentially. So it's pretty cool. So definitely worth checking it out. So once you leave the Roman baths, you uh, end up going towards the River Dee um, here. And if I just do a street view, um, so that's where you would exit from the river. That's the city walls there. I'm not quite sure why this is blurred out. Um, and you can choose to either go down this way towards the Chester Meadows, or if you were to go right, uh, it'll be towards the castle and more of the city centre. Now, you can also choose to do river cruises, um, like from these boats here. There's quite a few different boats that you can take depending on your budget. Um, you can also do these hop-on, hop-off sightseeing buses. Now a lot of cities do have these um, red buses. You can um, get tickets to go for like either the uh, day or for like two days, depending again on your budget and how big the city is. Um, and a lot of these tour, um, tours as well, citizen tours, uh, both the bus and the um, and the boats will have a guide. Um, so either a live guide, so a, a person saying the history of the city or as you're passing the sites, or there'll be like an, a recorded audio version as well, again of the sites of, um, of Chester. So you can see again the walls there as well in the background. Um, this restaurant uh, I had is actually a uh, ice cream kiosk. Um, there's quite a few of these ice cream kiosks dotted around, um, around um, Rochester, uh, around this section. One of them is here, uh, and obviously they'll be open during its more summery time. So I'm not actually going to show you the meadows, um, but I can show you where they are on the map. So. Um, these are the Chester Meadows, and they're pretty big um, area where you can go and like uh, obviously go and um, have picnics. And I think they also have quite a lot of like different um, marshes and like uh, water features areas that you can have a look at if you want. So maybe like a nice day out if you're interested um, in like perhaps boating or fishing. Uh, I didn't go that way, so I don't know much about it, um, but you can, once you come out of the gardens and you turn right, you can go towards more of the city centre, let me see if I can, yes, so going more towards the centre, so you have the wall to your left and you have the river D to your, sorry, the wall to your right, wall to your right, my bad, and the river to your left, which is a very nice scenic route, and along this path would, will take you more into the city as well. Uh, like you see, uh, as you can see, you can see the walls here. Um, so do check them out if you are able to. Obviously, um, time walls, it's not 100% user friendly from what I remember. Um, so just, just be aware of that as well. So as we are passing on the road here, um, we do have, we have one of the Chester University campuses on the right here. Uh, it's a nice looking building that what Google uh, Capture is showing, but it is pretty nice. So uh, do check it out as well if um, you have the time to do so. Um, I'm not quite sure what they teach in that particular campus, uh, but I know they do a lot of wide, uh, wide variety of courses. So the end of this route uh, will take you up this path, if I can go up this path. Apparently I cannot, let me see. Oh, yes, I can. So on the right here, we still have the walls, and now we see the um, the castle. The uh, it's called the what is it now? The Chester uh, Castle. So Agricola Tower and Castle Walls. Uh, let me see if I can get a better picture of the of the tower. Um, so there you go, that's the castle. Um, 
So it was founded by William the Conqueror in 1070. So during the um, Norman conquest of um, of the UK, and it became the administrative centre of the Earldom of Chester. So during like the reigns of Henry the Third and Edward the First, um, kings of England, the castle uh, was a military headquarters uh, for the conquest conquest of Wales. And a lot of the building was carried out during that time. So this type of castle is a Morton Bailey castle. It's a Morton Bailey because it's on top of a hill here. And you can, uh, in the olden times, they would have had like a dam uh, around it as well. Uh, sorry, mott around it. Um, that served as a defensive uh, fortress for those, uh, for the invaders. Uh, so during the Civil War, which lasted from 1642 to 16, uh, 1646, it was the headquarters of the royalist uh, governor, uh, Lord John Byron. Uh, and then afterwards it just became like a permanent garrison uh, and there's a lot of like rebuild um, conservation work that happened between the 17 and 1800s. So um, the building is still in use, I believe, as the county hall, courts and a regimental museum, but the military stopped using it since 1999. Um, so the Agricola Tower was built in the 12th century and it was the, like the original gateway into the, um, into the, um, castle. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not always open to the public. I found that out the hard way. Um, it's actually, um, let me just find the website, yep. Uh, it's actually, um, owned by the English Heritage. Uh, and they, um, they're the ones who, like, run events there. So when it was last opened, I believe, uh, as the website says here, 26th of November for a Christmas celebration. Um, so they, the, as I said, they're not always open, um, to the, um, to the public. Um, so do check out the website, the English Heritage website before you go, just in case um, any special events are available and you can go during that, so it'll be quite cool to see it as well whilst you're there. Uh, English Heritage uh, also own the uh, Roman Amphitheatre, um, so again, um, you know, so this is actually a better view of the amphitheatre. Forgot to mention as well, there's also a replica that you can find of what the amphitheatre looks like around that area as well, uh, around the area of the, um, of the, uh, amphitheater. So, yeah, so check out the English Heritage websites for more events that would happen on Chester Castle, so you can hopefully plan and go during that so you can see the castle as well, whilst you're in Chester. Um, so yeah, so, um, that's just a bit about the Chester ca Castle. And once you come out, uh, you can access the uh, Crown Court as well. Let's see if I can. Yeah. Um, so this is the entry into the Crown Court. Um, so the castle is on the right, just behind the street. Uh, let's see if I can get a better angle of the street view. Um, okay, it doesn't seem to quite want to go there, uh, but it is behind him. So this is what the Crown Courts looks like, and uh, the Military Museum's just on uh, on here, so this is the building. So yeah, the building on the left here. Um, that, um, I've, I didn't go inside there, but it is um, all the uh, military vibes from, uh, military regiments from 1685, I believe, to the current day. Um, current day um, military views. So if you're interested in um, military history, do check it out. Um, and it, oh, apparently Google's quite slow today, never mind. Uh, their website is on Google as well and you can um, have a look uh, at what kind of things they have before you go as well. Um, so another point of interest as well is the uh, Chester Racecourse, a very big racecourse as you can see from the picture here. Let's see if we can do a street view. 
Um, oh yeah, um, so I have no idea when it's, like, what time it's got to go and stuff. Um, to see a racehorse, so, uh, I suspect you can get a, um, okay, uh, you can look online and see when you can go. Let's just do a video like this. So that's what it looks like without the crowds. Um, I don't know if you can enter there for free as well to walk around, but again, do check it out if you are um, so that's just a bit about the race course. So another museum that I went to when I was in Chester was the Grosvenor Museum. Um, now the Grosvenor Museum, um, it's it's actually a natural history and archaeology museum as well, uh, and it takes the name from the Duke of Westminster, who are uh, current like major landowners in in um, in the UK oh in in Cheshire rather um, so it opened in 1886 and um, so I think I believe it's a um, Renaissance style uh, building so it's built made out of like red bricks and um, it's a really nice looking museum from the outside as well let's see if I can do the street view. Um, please ignore the um, background noise of the airport, um, of the plane rather, uh, the airport's not far from Marina. So this is what the museum looks like from the outside, very impressive building, um, I was definitely in awe of it when I went. Um, so, um, one of the artifacts that it has, so basically it has a lot of like Roman, um, so I think uh, you can find a shrine, um, the replica of the Minerva shrine in here. So when you enter, you see this wax figure uh, dressed as a Roman soldier. Uh, there's quite a few of these wax figures. Uh, they are slightly creepy, uh, I'm not gonna lie, uh, but they represent different different parts of history. So this room, as you can see, it's got some paintings. Um, the bottom floor itself of the ground floor rather, is just uh, dedicated to Roman history. Um, so this is a replica of what the city would have looked like during the legionary time. Um, so very extensive legionary um, base as you can see. Uh, that looks like the amphitheatre right there. Um, and then that would have been the gardens and the paths, I suspect. I hope, I could be wrong. Uh, but maybe military buildings as well uh, relevant to the city and then the river is there as well so obviously looked very different um, to what we know now um, as Chester uh, so you can keep going through the rooms as well as take different different um, um, like sections on different um, parts of Chester so a lot of the stuff they have are donations, so for example these artifacts they were been donated from prolific families in Cheshire. Um, these are I believe tombstones, yep, tombstones, uh, tombstone heads rather, uh, of people who died during the Roman time, so a lot of them would have been military personnel. Um, if you can read Latin it, you know, it can figure out what's on the tomb uh, headstones, if not Obviously you can see out the information page on the bottom here. Um, it also has like um, other sections of history as well, so uh, like a replica of the kitchen here from maybe the Victorian time, not too sure, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, um, especially if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, this is what it looks like from the floors. Um, so. This is a room from the Georgian era. I remember that, um, and you can't actually and you can't enter into these rooms. You can just uh, watch some sort of ga uh, glass panelings. Uh, again, the creepy doors dressed in Georgian time era, and there's more information as well about what this is. I think it's like a parlour area uh, that you can check out. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to visit visit the natural history section uh, because when I went twice to this museum, uh, they were being renovated, I've not been since then, um, so I'm guessing it is uh, open um, now, it should be, it's been uh, some time. Um, so this is a Victorian parlour, I believe, from what I read uh, online, um, so uh, again, very cool and again, also creepy dolls, um, 
we can't quite walk into this area. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, I can just watch from the glass door. And this is from, um, I think it looks like 1950s Britain, possibly for the coronation perhaps, or so maybe uh, afterwards, like near the Jubilee celebrations as well. So lots to see, um, and it is actually free entry. That's the best bit about this museum, it's free entry. Uh, though do donate, because they do a lot of good work on uh, preserving this um, artifacts. Uh, again, more of the Roman um, headstones that were found um, found here. Um, what else can I show you from this here? Uh, also, I would like to thank these people that put their images up on Google for everyone to see. Uh, stuffed, uh, stuffed, I want to say grey seal, yep, seal. Um, so, again, there's some really cool things to see when you're there, so arts and a bit of history, so hopefully something for people to enjoy. Um, it's again, creepy, creepy puppet uh, dolls. Uh, they don't speak, thankfully, they just stand there. They are, they are very creepy. Um, oh, it's also a Victorian entrance. Uh, I think they the rooms have been like laid into like different different themed history from the like um, throughout British history times. So that's why they all um, are not consistent um, in in the um, history of the different rooms. And again, uh, what a bathroom rail looked like at the time, and also some fashion clothing, which is pretty nice to see. So yeah, so lots of different things to see, worth visiting, especially since it's free. So, so far, a lot of the things you've seen in Chester so far has been mostly free, apart from if you want to obviously get food, um, also if you want to do the tour, uh, guided tours using the river uh, cruisers or um, the bus cruisers, you will have to pay for those. So the next on my list is uh, the Chester Cathedral. Um, as you can see, it's kind of more in the center of the city. Now, this is a really cool, cool thing initiative that the cathedral has on, and it's a, um, a replica of the city uh, of the chest uh, uh, of the cathedral using um, Lego. So I think they're trying to build the Chester uh, Cathedral and parts of Chester in um, using Lego. Um, another minute, uh, I think uh, it's still relevant. It's uh, one pound per um, per um, block. So do check them out as well if you're there. Um, so it was initially founded. So the cathedral that is was founded uh, in 1092 as a Benedictine abbey. And subsequently rebuilt around 1250 and took around 275 years to transform into the building that we can see now. So very, very impressive. Um, so it's actually a fully functioning church as well. Uh, it has a, around 20 or more regular services. Uh, so you can obviously check it out if you're there. Um, of any like uh, services that do, they're doing if you're interested. It's very nice. Um, so I think it's now a Anglican cathedral, so, um, but still is, is very cool to see. So the Cathedral in Lego initiative that I mentioned, uh, they has already had over like 300,000 Lego bricks. Uh, and it's, like I said, it's uh, the cathedrals being recreated using Lego pieces and the base itself is I think is around four meters times two meters uh, and it you know it is quite cool and only seeing it you know, face to face gives you how cool it is actually. Um, so yeah so they still have around 9,000 or so bricks to complete so hopefully you're able to donate a pound when you're next there so um, you can finish the um, model soon. Um, I think it is actually free to enter, so do check it out. Uh, but for the guided tours, you do have to pay. So this little bit here, it's I think it's the cloister. I'm not too sure. Uh, but this courtyard uh, area um, of the church is very nice, uh, very peaceful, 
uh, this is a fountain here. Um, do check it out if you're if you're there. This tree I went in May um, when I went first visit this cathedral, and it was really nice, uh, really pretty. Um, do recommend going there as well during the spring and summer um, because they said it was really heavenly, literally heavenly when I was there. Um, so do check it out as well, and the church itself is is very nice, and a lot of the churches in the UK they 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 are nice and also kind of unique to the UK I would say. Uh, definitely unique uh, in compared to the Polish churches, which are also unique to themselves. Uh, but I will post more about that um, in later episodes on on Polish history. So that's just a bit about the. Um, uh, cathedral, and now I'm gonna um, finish off my tour, or I can find it, of the Eastgate clock. Here I am. Oh, here, here, here it is, rather. Um, so this clock, um, it's, um, it's actually standing uh, on the East Gate, which was the original entrance into the Deva uh, Victrix fort. Um, so the clock actually was a later edition, so built in 1897 to commemorate the Diamond Jubilee of Queen Victoria. Um, so apparently, according to Chester.com, it is one of the most famous uh, landmarks and is second and is the second most photographed uh, clock in the UK after Big Ben in London. Uh, and you can actually climb up to see it uh, more, and I think there should be a clock face on each of the four sides. And that's what it looks like from um, from the outside. Um, and you can actually go up this, uh, and I'll just go back to the map again. Uh, you can go up this, and uh, it's attached to the city walls as well, so you can go up to like, the green dot here. A green line rather not green line is the city balls and um, you can have a look at um, um, the a skate tall from like different different angles so that's gonna be like one of the last things I mentioned about the um, Chester obviously there is more to do in Chester than what I mentioned uh, I'm just keeping it short because already it's uh, coming up to 50 minutes on this um, video and I'm pretty sure you don't want me to talk on and on um, a lot. Um, as you can see there's quite a lot of like uh, things to do in Chester from what I mentioned. Uh, do check out lightchester.com as well um, for more information. Uh, another thing I can mention as well is the, because I just saw it, saw it now, is the Deval Roman Discovery Centre. Um, I went there on a school trip, uh, it was actually really fun, and if you got kids I would really recommend visiting, but it's adult friendly as well. And again, it's uh, based on Roman military history, um, initially it was a house I think, uh, and when the, current, uh, when the owner at that time were excavated to do some building works, he found quite a lot of found different foundations from like, the Saxon times and the Roman times, and decided turn it into a museum using the um, using the things that he, he found in there, uh, including a couple of skeletons, um, so quite a lot of like, different replicas are there of uh, the Roman military uniforms, um, and like I said, the legion that was having um, um, this first, uh, so that's the um, uh, the Deval Beatrix, um, the Legio uh, to Ajax, they were a um, naval part of the Roman Empire, a Roman army rather, so uh, there's also a, a recreation of the ship, uh, let me just try and find it, um, uh, the ship hull and everything that would have looked like uh, during um, during like, the Roman times, so a replica of the ship. Um, so definitely worth a visit, uh, you do have to pay, oh here's the picture, you do have to pay, um, some of the, they also have these uh, dolls, uh, I think this one speaks uh, from where I remember, um, there's a few others as well dotted around um, and you can walk around and see like all the different pieces of uh, pottery and like jewellery um, and like armour as well that was, uh, and skeletons that were found 
uh, found during the Roman times. So just another another um, trip idea. Uh, this museum, the Roman Center, also does um, what do you say? Uh, Roman uh, guided tours, uh, complete with your own centurion and uh, sword and shields, and you can. Um, follow the centurion around uh, Chester and it ends up in the amphitheatre where you can do like a mock fight. They also go down to the garden so we did this as part of school. I thought it was one of the funniest things I ever done. Uh, it was kind of embarrassing for a bunch of teenagers to be doing it and that was a thought at that time. Um, but yeah, but you will see uh, other tools as well um, doing like march paths across the city so you can join in uh, as well. Um, so yeah, so that's just a, a brief introduction into the history of Chester. Very Roman based. Uh, it's my fault already. I am biased in the fact that I do like my Roman history. Uh, but Chester was also like, it has quite a lot of other history as well, but it is mainly a Roman, ancient Roman settlement. Um, so again, uh, do, do have a look when you're there. So, yeah, so that's just a brief introduction into Chester. I don't want to keep talking because then this video will be more than uh, one hour long and I'm pretty sure you guys have got other things to do as well. Um, so I will leave out the links for uh, the, all the information sites that I used on this website. A lot of it is from Wikipedia but it's also from uh, visitchester.com as well as like the cathedral website and English heritage as well. Uh, and um, I also um, encourage you to look up uh, visitcheshire.com. Uh, they got things um, about what to do during like different different holiday times. So because it's now nearly Christmas, there will be Christmas markets as well in the city. Um, so again, they'll have better things to um, show you as well as information on where you can stay, uh, stay during the time and other things you can do as well uh, if you're not interested in like Roman history. So yeah, so that's it for today. Thank you for listening to my uh, first ever video podcast and I hope to see you all soon for another, uh, another episode. See you guys later.